Well, hello and praise the Lord. My name is Evangelist Frank King. Thank you for joining me today. Greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. What a joy it is for us to fellowship in the Word of God together. Today I want to give you an introduction to the book of the Revelation. I will be focusing primarily on chapter 1 of the book of the Revelation, and I will be using the King James Version of the Bible to share some introductory points on the book of the Revelation. I believe that in the coming years there is going to be a growing interest in the book of the Revelation. The reason I say that is because some of the events that we are seeing in our world are unparalleled. But I say to you, we haven't seen anything yet compared to what we will see. After a while, it will be undeniable to the greatest of doubters that this world as we know it is coming to an end. The book of the Revelation is priceless because it is the most comprehensive book on how this age will end. As a pastor, I spend about eight months to teach on this book when I do because of the intensity of its content. Of course, doing that is beyond the scope of this podcast. In this episode, I just want to share some introductory points on the book of the Revelation. Now, there are two prominent attitudes toward the book of the Revelation. One, it's too hard to understand. And two, it's too scary. But the intent is not to scare us, but to inform us. This book is not literal, but symbolic. Chapter 1, verse 1 reads, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John. So in this book, the angel is signifying to John the things that are to come to pass. Personally, I believe the Bible is the inerrant word of God, but I will not tell you that I take every word literally because I don't. Some of it is not to be taken literally, and almost none of the book of the Revelation is to be taken literally. The message in this book is being signified, meaning it's written in signs and symbols. 
Also, because of that, everybody seems to have his own interpretation of the meanings. Now let's talk about the setting for the book of the Revelation. Verse 9 reads, I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Patmos was a rocky island in the Mediterranean Sea off the southwest coast of Asia Minor. And John says that's where he was for the word of God. But let's think about this. He's in no man's land. No one is going to go out in such a God-forsaken place by choice. And he didn't. From what we understand, he was banished there for his faith. Now think about this. This book is believed to have been written between 90 and 100 A.D. Jesus left earth about 33 A.D. So 60 to 70 years have passed. So it does not matter how old John was before Jesus left. By now he is an old man. And he was banished in the middle of nowhere for his faith. And in the midst of his exile, the Lord visits him. Isn't it just like God to show up at times like that? And also think about this. I said he was at Patmos Island for his faith, but according to verse 9, John was there for the word of God. Isn't it funny how when we think it's all over that God turns our hellish experience into an appointment to experience him? So just when John thinks he's all alone, he gets this special visitor. According to verse 10 and the first part of verse 11, John says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. I am Alpha and Omega the first and the last. So the person speaking to John is the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I was speaking to a member of the Jehovah's Witness group, and he argued that the person speaking to John here is God and not Jesus Christ. I told him it is clearly Jesus Christ because in verse 18, this same person says, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. Clearly, it was the risen Lord Jesus Christ who appeared to John on Patmos Island. Jesus told John to write seven churches because of what was going on in those churches. 
in the last part of verse 11, Jesus says, What thou seest, write in a book, and send it unto seven churches, which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, and unto Smyrna, and unto Pergamos, and unto Thyatira, and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. We should take heed to what Jesus tells John to write these seven churches in chapters 2 and 3 because at the end of each letter to those churches, Jesus says, He that has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches, plural. Even though John would be writing to seven individual churches, Jesus wants us to have ears to hear what he is saying to the body of Christ. Now we come to the final verse I want to talk about in this episode. It is found in chapter 1, verse 19. Jesus says to John, Write the things which thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. So three things Jesus told John to write. The things that you have seen, the things that are, and the things that shall be hereafter. At this point, what John had seen is the visitation of Christ, which he describes in verses 12 through 17 of chapter 1. The things that are refer to the things that were currently happening in the seven churches. And the things that will be hereafter refer to the future events when John heard a voice in Revelation chapter 4 verse 1 saying, Come up hither and I will show you things that must be hereafter. Now let's look at the very first verse again. It reads, The revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass, and he sent and signified it by his angels unto his servant John. So this is the revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, but he signified that revelation through his angel. Now, let's look at verse 11 again. According to this verse, as the revelation is being symbolized, John is supposed to write what he sees. First, Jesus gives John the message to write to the seven churches. After that, the scene takes place in heaven. So John sees this scene where God is holding the scroll that's written on both sides and that has seven seals, meaning it's perfectly sealed. And nobody can break the seals to find out what's in the scroll. John begins to weep, and then Jesus 
called the Lamb of God comes and takes the scroll and he breaks the first seal and things begin to happen on earth based on what's written in the scroll. Now remember, according to verse 1, the angels are to signify. That means symbolize the message. And that continues through the breaking of the seven seals. Now, John is not interpreting what he sees. Sometimes he asked the angel what a particular vision means. And the angel tells John. But this is Jesus unveiling of the end of the age as we currently know it. This is somewhat different from the rest of the New Testament. In the rest of the New Testament, the apostles wrote as the Holy Spirit moved upon them to write. But for this book, the book of the Revelation, Jesus visits John, unveils the end time message, and the angels signify it. The book of the Revelation was written about 100 AD. The awesome thing about this book is that in it, history was written over 1900 years ago. You know, you can't rewrite history no matter how you try. What I'm saying is that there is absolutely nothing that anybody can do to change the course of history that has been recorded in the book of the Revelation. The only thing we can do is to prepare ourselves by getting our relationship right with the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to know that as time marches on toward the end, there will be nothing our political leaders can do to solve the problems that this book says that the earth will experience. But through this book, God has blessed us so we will know what's going on. Listen, my friend, I'm not confused. I'm not troubled by what's going on in our world. I care, but I'm not troubled by it. These things don't suggest that God is not in control. On the contrary, because he signified these end time prophecies over 1900 years ago, the turbulent times of our day only confirm that God is in control. Amen. Praise the Lord. Listen, I hope that you were blessed by this intro to the book of the Revelation. And until next time, this is Evangelist Frank King saying, May heaven's best be yours.